Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're in Ephesians chapter 1 as we are making our way through the Bible. And if you're new here, uh, on Wednesday night, we go verse by verse through the Bible, teaching expositionally, verse by verse. Uh, we try to do a chapter or two on Wednesday night. And then here on the weekend, we dig into a section. And so this Wednesday, we'll be going through Ephesians 1. And today, we're looking at Ephesians 17, and the title of the message is Knowing God. So if you have your Bibles open, uh, let's pick it up in verse 17. That God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Paul is praying for the Christians there uh, that God would give them a supernatural wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You know, a lot of people think they know God. Uh, I used to work with some non-Christian guys when I was younger, and you know, people just say, or they used to say, something would go wrong, and they would say, oh, God. And uh, one of the gentlemen that I worked with, he was a little bit older, and uh, he would always say, whenever they would say that, you better call on somebody you know. And then <laughs> I would do what you did. I would bust out laughing, like, that seems so funny. I mean, he's not a Christian. They're not Christians, right? And, and, uh, but what was interesting is I would laugh about it. Um, they didn't think it was funny, right? And if I said it, it really wasn't funny. I mean, they look at me like, because they understood what was being insinuated, that you don't know God, you don't serve God, you don't have a relationship with God. Why would you call out to him to help you, right? And so they didn't like that. But, but it's true that the Bible says that people worship many different gods. And in our society, people are in denial of that. But the Bible says it is just reality. And there in 1 Corinthians 8, 5, it says, there may be so-called gods, both in heaven and on earth, and some people actually worship many gods and many lords. But we know that there is only one God, the Father, who created everything, and we live for him, right? So uh, there are many different things that master a person's life. Now, most Americans would agree to that. And, and there are things that are the number one first priority in their hearts that they live for, that sort of control their life. But there's only one true and living God. There's only one true God. In 2, Corinthians, 2 Chronicles 15.3, it says, For a long time Israel has been without the true God. So they were worshiping false gods. And I think it's important for us to understand that there are false gods and there is one true God. Now, in America, a lot of people, and there's a large segment that thinks, well, everybody's worshiping the same God and it's all the same. But here in Ephesians 1, Paul is praying for them there in verse 17 that our God and and uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul is praying that they will receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And, and he's referring, obviously, to the God of the Bible, to, to know God and, and the God who created all things. In, in 1 Corinthians 2.14, he says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, what does that mean, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God? Well, natural man refers to 
the spiritually dead person, someone who's not born again, not spiritually alive. And he's saying he cannot receive the knowledge of God. And, and that's why Paul is praying in verse 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, a person cannot understand the wisdom and knowledge of God solely through an intellectual quest. And I think that is probably one of the biggest problems in America, that People think that science explains everything, that all there is is the physical realm. But we know that there is a spiritual realm. And that's why it's necessary to have the help of the Spirit in knowing God. In 1 Corinthians 2.12, he says, Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now that's why when someone who uh, isn't spiritually alive tries to read the Bible, it doesn't make any sense to them. And, And I can remember before I was a Christian going to a friend of mine's house, and his parents were Christians, and there was a Bible laying there, and I'd never seen one before, and I picked it up, I said, what's this? He said, it's a Bible. I'm like, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. Anyway, so I opened it, and I started reading a page, and like, it just made no sense to me whatsoever. And, and Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty seven, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and, no, uh, and, to, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. So Jesus is saying that the knowledge of God does not come through purely an intellectual quest, right? There needs to be a spiritual revelation that comes through Jesus Christ. And so when a person decides that God doesn't exist or God is unknowable purely through an intellectual quest, well, they're wrong because they're missing the key that unlocks the spiritual realm. And, and I, you know, when you see uh, non-Christians who say, well, you know, there is no God. And I was an atheist, so I was in that boat. And I re- uh, watched a, a very famous atheist, Richard Dawkins. He was on this uh, documentary called Expelled, and you guys could look it up on YouTube and watch it. It's a really good movie if you want to see, you know, kind of this whole idea about what, you know, the intellectual, educated, non-spiritual people think about spiritual matters. But uh, Richard Dawkins uh, was asked, you know, do you believe in God? No. And he said, why not? Well, because I'm a scientist, and I, I can't prove that there is a God, and so if I don't know it, it doesn't exist. Now, first of all, that's a flawed theory, right? Do you know everything? Does anybody know everything? No, right? So, but he, he goes on and asks him, well, what if there was a, you know, some sort of you know, intelligent design or designer that, that created all this, and you don't know about it? And then he said, well, and I wrote it down. Is what he said. He says, an atheist. He said, well, I suppose it is possible that you might find evidence uh, for that, if you look for the details in biochemistry or molecular biology, you might find a signature of some sort of designer. Now, we know there is a signature of a designer. You look at the DNA, RNA, right? And he goes on to say that the designer might well be a higher intelligence from elsewhere in the universe, right? So, so here's an atheist who says, yeah, there could be a designer somewhere in the universe. And so the interviewer, Ben Stein, says, well, do you know who it is? No, I don't know who it is. And so he says, well, uh, so you do believe in an intelligent designer? And this atheist says, yes. And so he says, could it be God? Answer, no. Well, how do you know it can't be God? You don't know who he is. I just know, right? And, and so then it was interesting that Ben Stein says to this atheist, he says, so you're not against intelligent design, 
just certain kinds of designers, right? He's against the designer who wrote the Bible, right? So he's against a God who says there's right and wrong and right, all of those sort of things. So, uh, but here's the thing. Dawkins didn't know God. His view of God was that God was judgmental and harsh, right? But we're going to find that as you are spiritually alive and you come to know God, that God is loving and gracious. And I find that many people tell me that they don't understand spiritual truths when they read the Bible until they're spiritually born again, right? I've even talked to people who've grown up in church their whole life, gone to church every Sunday, and then one day somehow uh, the church they went to didn't preach the gospel, they didn't know about being born again, and somehow they hear about the gospel and they become spiritually alive and then they say, oh, then when I start reading the Bible I can understand it, right? And that's why Jesus said in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if you're not born again spiritually, you cannot understand or experience this spiritual dimension of life. Now, that's why it's so important, right? So if someone says, are you born again? And they say, well, I've never heard of that. Well, then you need to hear of it, right? You need to hear about being spiritually alive. Because basically, we're not going to do a whole study on that. We've done it before, but Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Spiritually, man died. So man was now just body and, and, and mind as opposed to body, soul, and spirit, right? And so... Uh, we know that unless you're born again, you can't understand it. And Jesus came to reveal the character and nature of God. Jesus came to show us what God is like, to give us the knowledge of God. Uh, and, you know, people know there's a God, right? I mean, uh, in Psalm 19, verse 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. In other words, every person at some point looks all around at creation. I remember standing out at night, looking at the stars, just thinking, wow, where's the edge of the universe, right? And just, you know, before I was a Christian. And you look at that and you think, where did it all come from? And then you think to yourself, you know, where did it all come from, right? When you look at the, the solar system and when you study that, and maybe you're out at night, the other night there was a big old moon, and you just think, that is so cool. And you think, how did this all get started? Who decided that there would be this power source, the sun, and the earth would rotate like you're, you know, when you're doing a barbecue on your barbecue grill, like that it would rotate so it doesn't get overcooked on one side. It just rotates. And then that there would be a moon where it reflects at nighttime. We would have, you know, a nightlight from God, right? And you just think, who put this all in order? And basically, there's two, you know, fundamental things you can believe. A rock exploded, and that's how it all got here. Or an intelligent designer that the Bible calls God designed the whole thing, right? And you know, when you just look at all the things, the ecosystem, when you're, you know, people love to go camping in Idaho. Why do you love to go camping? Because you love to see the creation of God. You see lakes and the mountains and the pine trees and all of his creation, the animals and all of that. You look at all the, you know, if you're in McCall and deers are walking through town or you see a moose out by the lake, whatever. And you look at all that and you have to believe a rock exploded or there was a designer, right? I mean, it's just something that people look at that and people think about that. Now, the Bible says that creation speaks of a creator. So even a very intelligent atheist who wrote a book about, I don't believe in God, said he believes in an intelligent designer. Now, almost every people group in the world believes in a supernatural creator. You go around the world, almost all of them believe in a universal flood. In Romans 1, verse 20, it says, Since earliest times men have seen the earth and sky and all God made and have known of, it, of his existence and great eternal power. So, they will have no excuse when they stand before God on Judgment Day. And then in verse 21, it goes on to say in Romans 1:21, yes, they knew about him, all right, but they wouldn't admit it or worship him or even thank him for all his daily care. 
And after a while, they began to think up silly ideas of what God was like and what he wanted them to do. And the result was that their foolish minds became dark and confused. Claiming themselves to be wise without God, they became utter fools instead. Now, I think verse 21 and 22 could be applied to a lot of our society, right? I mean, that people just make up who God is, they become confused, and I am astounded, and I'm not easily astounded, I'm astounded at what people will believe once they reject the knowledge of God, of who He is and His plans and His purpose. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day.